Welcome to Geek of the Week with your regular host, Fraser Mark. I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark. We're on issue 26, guys. Can you believe it? 26 is one more than 25. <laughs> good maths there. Good uh, observation as well. Yeah, I'm good. Now, we've had a bit of an interesting week. I just wanted to point out something kind of incredible with our YouTube. Like, we dropped a uh, trailer reaction with the Joker, and it's getting quite a lot of views. Like, more views than we ever would have expected or liked. From a... Well, well, no, 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 I'm very pleased, actually. Yeah, more than we would like. We we like like it. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty cool. It was seeing that K next to it and being like, how can I have 1.2 of a view? Oh, wait, no, what? (laughs) That isn't our normal figures. It's Yeah, and the thing is, it's still growing which is very very cool to see and you know what if you managed to if you saw that trailer and now you listen to the show welcome aboard welcome aboard thank you for joining us nice and if you're a regular viewer thanks for sticking on by and uh yeah no it's yeah it is exciting definitely gonna do more trailer reactions if that's anything why not eh the power of memes as well i feel like i'd slips a few memes in that way and just memes (laughs) i'm aware of them as a thing now this is uh this is kind of fun as well, just a little side note. So, I've been in Croatia the past past, uh, past couple of days. I've come back to record the show, and then by the time this airs, I'll be going back to Croatia again, and just doing a little That's how thing. much he loves this show. He's come yeah, back from Croatia. Commitment. It's not anything to do with his visa. No. <laughs> it is because he loves the show it's so much. Commitment. But I bring this up... Um, because something cool happened on my flight back. I actually got to be on the same flight as Jude Law, which is really cool. He had like, this That's VIP, cool. He had this little VIP sort of thing going along with British Airways and everyone was like going on, oh, he's, he's got his own. And I was like, oh, I thought it was because we were flying from Italy. I thought it was some Italian guy because he had tracksuits on and then bought a smart jacket and a hat and I went, oh, that's a bit of a fashion thing. I, like, I don't really know fashion, so I'm not going to say anything. Did you meet I, Jude Law, though? No. no. Got, to see, got to see him and just be like... Uh, I sort of did. It was funny enough, though, because I was wearing my Marvel hoodie, so it would have been like a Anna Reid in Ultimate Spider-Man at the time. <laughs> it would have been like, hey! It might, if it was a Captain Marvel book, it would have been better, but there were some people who were talking about it and they said, oh, as an actor, I don't even know what films he's been in. And I was like, oh, who is it? And they went, Jude Law. And then I looked and went, oh my goodness, that is Jude Law. And then I was the ner- I had to be the nerd. How did they not know what Jude Law had been in? I had to be the nerd that was like, oh yeah, he was recently young Dumbledore and he was in Captain Marvel. And I was like, there you go. A bit like, yeah, so I, I was celib- sharing my geeky knowledge and it came to good use, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Doing what we do. Now. Before we start the, uh, we get before we get onto the news, just oh, want to say sorry about the, the sound the quality on the show today. Unfortunately, we have had huge problems with the Fab Radio International Studios, so we're in our alternative studios, the second studios, which is Mark's gaff. It's my it's my living room. There's a cat over there, and she's being my cat. She's the uh, guest host for later. She on. is. We're going to do a guest geek. Her name's Pasha, and Watch she's it. the best. Who do you think Pasha would have on her rat? Comic uh, Mount Rushmore. Goose. Goose. Yeah. Four gooses. Yeah, four geese. Four geese. Four geese. So we've um, done the best we can. We're cobbling the show together in a bit of a ramshackle way, but we wanted to make sure we had the show. We we didn't want to miss the show. No, no. So, fingers crossed. As well established, we are committed to this show. Yeah, so technical difficulties aside, we've done our best. It might not be the best sound quality this week, but we should be back in the studio all sorted next week. Yeah, and we appreciate you for tuning in anyway, even if, you know, we love you guys. Thanks. And girls and geeks of all kinds. That's true. 
And now let's roll it to the news. So, with the potential sounds of J. Jonah Jameson... Hopefully we edited it in. <laughs> it's time for the news on Geek of the Week. But is it, well, it's sort of not really it's news this news. week. Oh, River News. This isn't River a word, news. Fraser. We have gone through this before. River, River News isn't a River word. News is that we, we did have a thing the uh, other day. I think I messaged you over the thing. It's like, oh, we've got so much River News to do. And then I was like, the bit, we were sort of like, how, do I, you, how would we spell this? I <laughs> shook my head at you. You couldn't see it, but I know you yeah. felt it. Oh my goodness, yeah, I felt the presence through, uh, this, yeah, through the, the social disdain, media. <laughs> the social media vibe disdain. Just, oh, why do I have to put But yeah, we've got, uh, it's pretty cool actually, we've got two reviews. We have. Because, um, we did a couple of weeks ago, well, I say we did, I did a non-spoilish exam, and Mark Caught up and uh, I haven't. I hadn't seen it at that point. But I've seen it now. He's seen it now, so, um, and I want to talk some spoilers. So I quite happily would uh, return to this. And also, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Part Two came out on Netflix. Yeah, I binged it all in a week. You, it's funny you binged it all, and now, yeah, I know we're definitely not going to get the. Just imagine the badum binge it, bin it. Basically, for me, is I've watched one episode. Oh, so, what? So it is a binge it or... It's, it's, sort it's a of bit a, of a binge it or binge it. Sort of binge it or we binge do it have or binge it or binge it on later in the show, but it isn't Sabrina. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, but yeah, for me, it is going to be that. So we'll talk about that later on. Let's start off uh, with Shazam. And if you want to hear a load of my thoughts, definitely go back to, I think it was like two issues ago when I talked about yeah. Shazam. It's on our YouTube as well. Um, I go in quite a bit of depth with that, to be honest. Um, you did, and I was just sat there going, Ugh. So, let's start off with your thoughts. I've got some notes on um, well, me spoilers. Well, let's be honest. With this film coming up, you were super giddy, and I was... Grump. Not even grump. I just genuinely felt like it looked awful. I genuinely... There's no... If we didn't do the show, there is no chance on earth... I would have found two hours of my life to go and see that film in the cinema. The only reason I went was because of this show. And, well, it wasn't great, but it was a pleasant surprise that it wasn't dismal. Oh, my goodness. I was literally... I've never waited. So there's a bit... We've always got to get How I Met Your Mother reference in. That, like, he he goes, kids, the longest wait is uh, after you ask someone uh, to marry them. That's a lie. The longest wait. (laughs) It felt like that then. That and, I was like, oh, my goodness, what's he going to say? He's going to rip my heart open. (laughs) It's it's almost like I know what I'm doing when it comes to being an orator, Fraser. Orator. For people who don't know, that's uh, someone who speaks for a living. Yeah, basically someone who talks. I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I love that word. It's not my new favourite word. Whenever I forget what it is, I always go, Mark, what's that word you always use to describe what you do for a living? (laughs) An orator. So, yeah, it it was a pleasant surprise, but the one thing that I came out of was that was a children's film. It wasn't it wasn't a family film, it wasn't a well done action film that could appeal to children or adults. It was a children's film. It was definitely 
a kids film which isn't necessarily a bad thing but something like avengers something like batman anything that appeals to children but is also good for adults i don't feel like it was that i recognized that it was actually a well done kids film but i still didn't really enjoy it so I'm interested by that, actually. So, like, when you say kids film, mm. what sort of ages are you thinking? I'm thinking, like, 12 or under. Seriously, because I feel like there's been... A lot of it, for me, was... A lot of it was quite dark for 12 and under. Like, the seven... De- I can finally say who the villains were. Like, Dr. Savannah and the seven deadly sins. Some of that stuff was quite dark, you know, like... The... Using them to murder and stuff like that and being, like... The court people in that office got brutally, brutally murdered by those seven. And I wouldn't know if I was a parent or if I, you know, like my siblings. I don't know if I'd show them that and be like, oh yeah, this kid's film. Well, the film was, was it PG or was it 12A? I think it's 12A. Hmm. Which, I, which, the tone of it was definitely a kid's film. And you, I think to some extent you're right about the... I guess I know what a good thing would be is the Harry Potter franchise is probably now that you've just mentioned the ratings is probably a good way to think it is this do you feel this is more towards the ones or because I, I wouldn't i wouldn't say it's near deathly hallows because deathly hallows was a bit a bit more darker i'd say it's in the middle maybe like when people started to die in harry potter and it wasn't right here's the thing about harry potter it's a nice example you've brought up harry potter is exactly what i was talking about it's a children's book or film, but it is so well written and done so well that it also appeals to adults. I don't feel, as an adult, that this film appealed to me. It was a very good children's film. It worked for kids, and I would recommend it to people who have kids, or indeed younger people who would want to watch it, but didn't have the intelligence it didn't have the deep-rooted stuff that harry potter does see i would disagree on the deep-rooted stuff and like the intelligence behind it because i'm going to go into that more into my spoilers but what um what i would pick up on is that thing of you so yourself not very familiar with Shazam comics wise right and the majority of the audience wouldn't be familiar with it either no but what I'm saying is do you think because obviously with Harry Potter the Harry Potter appeal that it got with the older audience was it was people who grew either grew up with the books or grew up with the films so there there's that youth behind it because I saw this beautiful post it was this dad i think he must have been 60 or something and he just seen shazam and he was very exact like happy to see it and obviously it's because he's grown up with that and it's that whole whole idea because the thing is it's a very like children's film premise you know it's a kid becoming um a superhero exactly it's very not dissimilar to something like big perhaps yeah but i think that it's got that at first you would see it as a children's film but it's got a deeper there's something deeper behind it. There's like there is a theme and motif behind it. Because what I'll say is, when I talked about this in non-spoilers, I very tiptoed around the fact, 
one of the biggest exciting things for me was the children of Shazam when we got to see them all get the powers of Shazam because I at the beginning when we first go into um, the wizard of Shazam's um, lair we see he's like oh those are seven chairs that were all laid up and I was like oh, I think we're going to see the children of Shazam that annoyed me Why? there were only six there were seven chairs and there were only six Shazams why they they can li- it's it's sort of to lead. So, I'll go into it in spoilers, actually. I'll go into it now, um, because... So, the Wizard of Shazam talks about how he gave his powers to someone else before, and that's Black Adam, so it's The Rock. So, so he's the, the seventh. So, of the he's s- technically the seventh. Gotcha. Um, but, no, as soon as I saw that, I saw the se- I was seven wizards. I was like, we're going to see the children of Shazam. And then they were hinting towards it. So, the thing, and I was going... And I mentioned how, like, the audience I watched it with, it was like a uh, pre-release screening. They were all laughing, everyone was involved in it, but no one else sort of got that reaction. And I felt like I was just losing, I lost it, and everyone looked at me like I was crazy. And then we got the Children of Shazam, I was very happy. But what I do like about the Children of Shazam, and the reason I want to bring this up, is because it's a big thematic, um, it's a big theme and motif in the film, is um, is this sort of parallel between Billy and the wizard, uh, the wizard of Shazam? Because they're both looking for this perfect thing. With Billy, he's looking for this perfect family. You know that he got abandoned when he was younger, and he's looking for that. He sees his mum. He's constantly looking for his mum because he, you know, believes that will be my perfect family. And Shazam's always going on about that whole sort of cheesing. It's sort of it's been part of you know, stories for the longest time of this, you need to be righteous and all good, and it's that Superman, Captain mm, America mm. sort of thing, four again with the hammer. And yeah, the can, worthiness. You can do the Arthur, Who's, whosoever Arthur, holds with the, Arthur with the sword and stuff like that, and he's going, oh, I need the perfect toast. But the, And both have been... But burnt. Billy clearly wasn't, and but that no, made no sense to me either. This is why just I want, desperation. This is why I think it's... This is a great theme, because, again, it goes for that parallel. Because they've both been burnt in the past. Like, Billy got burnt by his mum and his family. You know, they abandoned him, and they basically didn't even look for him. And then when he does reunite with his mum, it's disappointment. And the same thing with the Wizard of Shazam. He thought he found someone in Black Adam gave him the power and it didn't work out too well so now he's looking for this righteous person but he's run out of time because the seven deadly sins are here so he goes i just need to have billy and the thing is billy and the children of shazam and that's what and the children of shazam are that family for billy so in in the children of shazam both are it's not what they wanted, but it's what they actually need, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's that whole thing of you can try and aim for this perfect family or you can try and aim for this perfect era, but sometimes the themes were things good. don't have to be perfect. Which for a is, kid's film, yeah. But I don't... I'm not... Don't I mean. take me wrong, I'm no, no, not yeah. insulting the film. It was fine. It was a solid... No, but I'm just saying that... Three stars. I'm just saying that whole thing... Which was thing, two stars more whole, than I expected it to be. That whole thing of, like, it not having intelligence behind it, I think it has got it, quite a lot of intelligence behind it. It's got decent themes. And I think it's got a lot of... It's got a lot of heart in it as well, and I think... Yeah, it's, again, which is all very kids' filmy. But see, when you say kids' film, I think of, like, Minions or, like... Do you know what I mean? No, or, I'm thinking more like, along the lines of um, 
Flight of the Navigator, another relatively intelligent kids' films. Okay, then that's more of a... So, Flight of the Navigator, the the Princess Bride, that kind of vibe. A a good, solid kids' story with relative... Yeah. It might just... Yeah, it might be... It's definitely not an insult. It's just I didn't enjoy it as much as a 12-year-old might have done. It might be me taking that as an insult and saying, like... I said from the start, it's not an insult, Fraser. But, no, but that's what I mean. It might be me taking it as that, because I think there's always that thing of people dismiss things by saying it's a kid's film, so it might just be me always being off. You look at, perhaps, The Dark Knight. Yeah. And you compare it to Shazam. One is a grown-up film... One is a kid's film. It really is as simple as that. It doesn't mean either of them are better quality than each other. It doesn't matter that either... It doesn't mean that either is more worthy than the other. Yeah. It's just my taste is much more Dark Knight than Shazam. So would you say, what kind of adults do you think would appreciate this? Would it be you. you have to take it with you, you have to take your kids with it, or you would have had to have previous experience with Shazam? Both. I think... I think probably, like like I was, some grown-ups that take their kids might be pleasantly surprised at how not naff it was. Yeah, yeah, because I imagine if you take your kids to a lot of these... It was a little bit saccharine. It was... What did you think of all the uh, DC nods? Like, the, it, like, dis, like there joking, was some clever joking stuff. with Aquaman, um, throwing Batman at Finger was hilarious, and... Yeah. Um, Freddy, what did you think of Freddy? Well, let's get into some of the characters. What did you think of uh, Freddy as a character? He was the um, the superhero obsessed sort of. He was perfectly likable sidekick how good, character. How good to be on this show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Could you imagine? I mean, for me, it was actually a little bit more funny than I expected it to be. Yeah, it was quite funny like, because of the, the, the again. Yeah. I'm I'm going to say it. That joke that they put in the trailer, I don't even know how to pee in this thing, yeah. was awful. That wasn't funny. That was rubbish. Yeah. I mean, I don't think even... I think even most kids are not so much into toilet humour. See, it wasn't... And, for me, it's not as much toilet humour as, like, an Adam Sandler thing, but I get what I get the vibe you're going for. It wasn't the best joke in the film. No, it, but, was, it was the worst joke in I the do, film, and they put it in the trailer. I do dislike the fact that sometimes trailers will put their best jokes in the film, and then, like, then you feel like... Oh, well, maybe it. you need to put a balance. I, it, it, there were some funny bits, and, I, again, I was pleasantly surprised. The bad guy's motivation... Alright, pretty bang on. It was pretty cool as well. A lot of people can empathise with that. And we started with the villain as well, which I think is always interesting with an origin story, when you start with the villain and then you meet the... And the the great thing is about this, is all the characters are connected by this wizard of Shazam. Mm. Like, Mm. Dr. Savannah, obviously, is a rejected one. Black Adam, who we're going to see in the future, has... um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's playing him though. I know. I, by the way, I pulled a face yeah. just so you know. That's why. That's why Fraser pounced on me. Um, but I, no. was, I was going to actually say I don't feel like this film needs a sequel. Um, it was self-contained. Yeah. It was slightly self-referential. It was perfectly watchable if you're into kids' films. And I don't think it needs a sequel. I know it's going to have lots. And good for DC. They found I, something yeah, that I might have actually it. worked, I've but fingers, still. Fingers crossed, because they talked about it with Aquaman, didn't they? Building an Aquaman universe and then maybe bringing it together. I hope we do get a Shazam universe. And it doesn't have to be for everyone, do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's what will do them 
Right, because the thing is with... thing is with a big, big universe is... Say if a DC film isn't for you, um, then it's like, oh, you have to wait till the next one. And the next one... In the past, it was like, oh, maybe the next one won't be as good. Whereas with these now... They've got a solid foundation, and say if someone, if a character's not for you, that's fine. There's another character's universe to go into, and I think that will be interesting. Because the thing is with Marvel is, if we, if it gets to a certain point where they're all connected and stuff like that, and you don't resonate with the universe anymore, where'd you go? Right, here's the thing. I do feel like the there was a different vibe in, say, Daredevil. Compared to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, exactly. But I don't feel they were completely incongruous, completely incompatible with one another. I Whereas yeah. if you have Shazam, and then you, I don't know, have a very, very dark Lobo film, for example. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. Like, they, they do a, a new Batman film that's... Say they do The Killing Joke. Yeah. I yeah. don't feel like Shazam fits nicely with the killing joke as an example yeah well the thing they can do is they can do some stuff like uh injustice it was they did you know the injustice video game they did a horrible thing where superman killed shazam but then everyone found out that shazam was a 15 year old kid so superman killed a 15 year old kid that was a very dark universe but if they wanted superman killed someone yeah, oh, Injustice is a... It's a scary alternative universe. Basically, he kills the Joker, and that just sends him on a downward... Superman spiral. kills the Joker? Su- yeah, and then Superman ends up being a villain, because oh, okay. the Joker basically makes it so Superman kills uh, Lois Lane, and then that's it. He goes crazy. It's a pretty dope universe. Let's talk about Superman as well. Did you like the little cameo at the end? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> you just see the... Obviously, you only see... You don't see the head. I don't know if... Because there was rumours that Henry Cavill was going to cameo in it, and maybe they just didn't get Maybe he actually right. did. I know, yeah, you never know. You don't know, you didn't see his face. Oh. <laughs> Who else could it have been? No. <laughs> but it's... I, I've, I liked the way that they... It was clear it was in the DC universe, but it wasn't forcing you to be like, oh, this will connect to this. And I am interested to see the future films. I like the little worm, Mr. Mind, with Dr. Zavanna. I was yeah. sort of... A, a part of me was like, I'm I'm done with this villain, but then I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I won't mind seeing more. But I am excited to see Black Adam, and I'm looking forward to seeing Black Adam and Shazam mm. interact. Which is why I'll watch it because I have to, because of the show. But also, I like anything with the rock in. I'm a sucker for the rock. Yeah. And that's... It's... in. It's See, for me, because I always think, just have the rock in the sequel. But now that... Obviously, the star power of the rock, he can carry his own film. And seeing a separate Black Adam film would be interesting. And then maybe them bringing it together at some point. But this sequel does look like it's going to have the same film. I'll be honest. If there was no sequel... That would be fine with me. If there was a sequel with The Rock in, I'm much more likely to get excited about it because yeah. it's The Rock. Would you? What? How would your excitement be if it was Shazam, Black Adam, and then like a Shazam and Black Adam film, like as a third? Still, still relative excitement. I guess it. Got The Rock in. I guess it would also depend on that whole on um, the Black Adam movie as well. If it's got The Rock in, then it's bad. That would be that would make me sad. See, The Rock did a lot of kids' films, like that journey into the... See, that's... The, whenever someone says kids' films, I always picture that. Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah, Jumanji was good. Yeah, yeah but it was, it was 
absolutely a children's film. Whereas you compare Jumanji to uh, to Kids. Infinity War, anything. Infinity War appeals to kids, but it's an adult film. Whereas Jumanji is a kids' film that might appeal to adults. Do That's re- the difference I'm, I'm referring to. Do you reckon other Marvel films are... Do you reckon any Marvel films are kids' films, then? Maybe Ant-Man. Maybe. Yeah. Spider-Man. Really. Spider-Man. Teen. Teen. Again, there's a difference between a I kids' th- film, teen fiction, and... I think Spider... I think an if, adult. We're, if we're doing that, I reckon Spider-Man's a teen film. Yeah, Isn't that's that probably fair. Teen film, and then it just... Teen film that happens to appeal to adults. Yeah, and I guess fair. again, it, which again is along the lines of the Hunger Games. It's maybe more, it's more of a thing as well. Of like we mentioned with Harry Potter, people have grown up with Spider Man. They're all different incarnations in yeah. comics, cartoons, films. Everyone's grown up with their Spider Man. So I guess that sort of leads into it, which is interesting because there are people out there who have grown up with Shazam, and uh, Shazam was one of those DC heroes that got me into DC because I was a bit like. I like my young heroes. I like being I, able to I identify. I do find the concept cheesy. But the comic books concept think, I found cheesy. Yeah. Do you think that they managed to handle it quite well, considering... As the, well as the, they could have done. You know, because it is... It's like, say, it is a cheesy concept, and it's... Like, really and the, cheesy. And the like Wizards... Something out of like, the 80s. Well, I suppose he no, was creating the 80s. 30s. 30s. It's really old. Shazam has got a really interesting history. It used to be called Captain Marvel. Mm-mm. And it was owned by someone else. I think it was like Wiz Comics or something. No, that it was someone anyway. And DC bought it. They had Captain Marvel for the longest time. Then Marvel had obviously their Captain Marvel, and then they had to change to Shazam. Shazam, really recently. So technically, we've had two Shazam- Captain Marvel movies very recent. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it's so interesting that them two have come out so close together because it's not like the two planned it. It's not like oh, we are doing Captain Marvel movie. Well, we're going to do that. It's it's so bizarre because Shazam was all was sort of always written for around this time, and they, mm. Marvel always. It's just such a cool coincidence, in my. It is an odd thing, yeah. In my opinion, anyway. But I just, like I say, I'm not, not right. It is a three star children's film, and I'm not generous with stuff. I was expecting it to be the absolute tosh, awful, the absolute bottom of the barrel. I tell you what, after if if you told me all your opinions now well maybe not all your opinions because it would have spoiled me. If you told me your sort of reaction if I got if I knew about this reaction in your star rating when we saw that first trailer and you absolutely almost tore it apart, yeah. I think it would have set my mind at ease and been like well, Right. And I would if, have taken this as like, Oh my goodness, this is incredible. <laughs> right. So I very, very rarely will ever say something is a five star film. And a four-star film is an exceptional film for me. A three-star film is perfectly watchable. I I went in expecting to kind of, like, start bleeding out of the eyes yeah. and clock-watching and waiting for it to finish. I didn't. I sat there and it was quite fun. So I was genuinely pleasantly surprised. And it's interesting that you mention that because we have got... Uh, next week, we're going to be talking, hopefully, when we get to watch it, about Hellboy. And Very excited for Hellboy, and it's re- it's really interesting you say that because we the reviews have just started to come in and stuff like that, and apparently like eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. People have 
I didn't look at the reviews for Shazam, and I'm not going to look at the reviews for Hellboy. I go in, watch a film, and form my opinion. You've definitely got to take your own opinion with stuff like that, because there's there's always things that I I enjoy that people... you know, critics will say a bad or audience reaction. I'm the guy that doesn't like Fight Club. Yeah, so I think I, I think there's only two of us. It's <laughs> do you meet every year and <laughs> we meet every year and we drink sour grapes. Yeah, <laughs> and you uh, sour grape wine. And you break the first rule because you talk about Fight we Club. We do. And how much it is. But no, yeah, we're talking about Hellboy and that. I just wanted to briefly talk. Re- River News is going to be back next week. Oh, well. extra River. There's no doubtful word of River News. Now, let's keep it going. Let's keep River News going with, um, yeah, Sabrina Part 2. So, yeah, for me, it is, it's basically going to be sort of like a binge it or bin it because it's, um, yeah, I just watched the first episode. Obviously, it's Part 2, so I already watched Part 1. Yeah. Pretty invested in it already. My thoughts were... I love where this is picked up from the first season. Obviously, yes. I love. I'm loving her look as well because obviously with the white hair and stuff like that, she's gone for that. Not classic Sabrina because classic Sabrina was the one we saw in season one. You know, mm. that's the teenage witch sort of thing. This yeah, is yeah, definitely yeah. the chilling adventures look. I think so. And it's like it's she's more dark with it. I liked the thing at the beginning. There was a little nod to the um, original TV show because in the original TV show, the intro, she still wait. She'd spin and then change clothes. Spin yeah, change yeah, clothes yeah, yeah. It was part of the whole thing, and she did that, and that was the first thing of season two. So that got me on board. I was like, yes, I'm loving this um mainly because i don't know if i've mentioned this on air but i'm quite I, i've obviously mentioned the fact that i'm afraid of cat on air you but are to get through season i was watching it with someone um season one and then we stopped watching it together and then i had to w- start watching it on my own but to get the confidence to do it i would sort of um i would watch one episode of that i'd watch an episode of the normal teenage witch oh wow to sort of like be like, oh, okay, yeah, everything's okay. And then I'd, you know, interchanging in a thingy. The only issue with that is the Chilling Adventures is like an hour long. The regular one, the original one, was like 20 minutes. So <laughs> maybe a bit of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. upheaval. But I did like that little nod to that. I thought that was pretty sweet. And yeah, and she, she's, you know, fully entering this witching world, isn't she? And so if you've only watched the first episode, are you okay with me doing some spoilery stuff? I don't. Oh, I don't know. We could. Re- to be fair, we could revisit Sabrina and it, it all. It's yeah. You can spoilers. once you've watched it. Let, you can drop in a couple of extra thoughts, can't you? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. We could. We could revisit it like we've res- revisited Shazam. Mm. Yeah. Well, for me, it was it was a pretty intense series. It it felt like the characters that we've grown to love, the uh, the Spellman family, all four of them. Yeah. We're in constant peril. There was it, there was no letting up. Yeah, no. Really. And it was great. I, I love, I love tense stuff like that. And, and it, it it felt like they turned that up a little bit more now that they've established characters that you've fallen for that you yeah, really like. Yeah, you, you've got your. They've all got their certain. I particularly like Ambrose. Oh, he's a, oh, he's great, isn't he? And he's cute. Ambrose is sort of as well. It's that. They've sort of embodied what Salem was in the original to him, so it's less of a talking cat. I mean, Salem's still there to appear. Salem's... So get, I, li- I like the subtlety of Salem. He he's yeah. a, he, he becomes quite important. Yeah. Really? Mm. Oh, yeah, because Sabrina's familiar. I do like... Yeah, but I like that we've got two of them, if that makes sense. Mm. Two cool characters. 
And um, th- this is a gigantic spoiler, I'm sorry, but it, 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 it was the crux of the series for me, so I do want to talk about it if that's okay. I'll mute my ears. Well, no, carry on. Susie transitions and yeah. becomes Theo. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, that's in the first episode. And yeah. the way they handle that storyline is just so beautiful. well done. It's so beautiful. It's so sensitive. It's so... It feels very real. And, you know, I've had friends that have transitioned. And it's it's so hard. It's so hard to know that you're... What? A gender that people don't perceive you as. Yeah. And work against that. and And become comfortable in your own skin, in your own body, in your own... Whatever your head is compared to what you look like and right i am fully gay but i've kind of got a crush on theo (laughs) because it's i find him i find him really likable and masculine in a different in a very different way and it's it's so well done and so believable and so natural and so normal in the way the way he is supported by his friends and yeah, it's great. Isn't it? It's 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 it's. I'm I'm. We we know I'm a little bit old, Nefes, and it's my, what I've seen from young people today, like around maybe perhaps a little bit younger than these characters as well, that they just don't care. You tell them who and what you are, and they're like, cool. Yeah, they accept it. Yeah, and it's, it's done so well. I, it genuinely touched me. Oh. And I think, from a representation point of view, a positive role model of someone who is honest about who they are, struggles with it, works with it, and their friendships... It's brilliant. It's so brilliantly done. Yeah, it puts some fruit, doesn't it? Yeah, cause and, and I've got a crush on Theo. <laughs> He's a bit young for me, so, you know, yeah, that's maybe it. not. Um... And the other thing I want to mention, in episode four, there's a tarot reader that reads everybody's fortune. So it, it's the episode is split oh, up into a, a load of it. short stories, one for each character. That's cool. And they're all superb. As, as a mid-season kind of... A lot of TV shows do this, where they, they have the curveball episode, yeah. the weirdo episode. Doctor Who does it a lot. Well, they did it in season one as well, well, part one as well, didn't they? Mm. Where the the dream sequence one, where everyone had their own yeah, nightmare. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. and But a lot of shows do that, and oh, it was, oh, it was good telly. <laughs> it was really good telly. And the storylines work, the... Motivations of all the characters, characters that you might have seen as pure evil, their up, their um, motivations and their and their, their their foibles and their vulnerabilities, they're all revealed more in this in this um, in this second half of of it. It's, I I don't like raving about stuff. I like to find a balance. A balance I like yeah. to find something that I can say. Well, they did this, and it was brilliant. But they did this, which and I can't. Even like the the soundtrack was limited. Most of it was like incidental music, but the tracks they chose for parties and stuff like that 
was very much on my vibe as well. And you're like, oh, I can put that on the show, I can use that on the show. Yeah, well, you know, I have been... Um, you, we might, you know, see some Sabrina stuff yeah. over the next yeah, few weeks. Yeah, get that. But I, I, I really loved it. And, yeah, I, th- I think it was 15 rated. At least, maybe even eighteen. Oh no, yeah, no. I think it will be fifteen, and it makes. And it's sense. it's clearly, clearly. Am I going to have to get a blanket? And so, yeah, you 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 you're gonna need to hide behind cushions, mate. You're gonna need some cushions. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, I didn't mention it before, but obviously this is a binge it for me. If we were doing that. Same. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm gonna binge it. Mark binged it. <laughs> I absolutely binged it. I didn't. I wasn't planning on it. I was, I was thinking, oh, I'll get the first few episodes yeah. watched before the show. And I was just like, give me more. more. Oh, my goodness. More, 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 more. But, yeah, that's uh, River News. Unless more for this week. So the reviews, the news, we've got it all. But we want to know your fellow geeky thoughts. Have you, are you like me? Have you only caught one episode? Are you like Mark? Have you binged it all? Are you... Not even started it yet. Or are you somewhere in the middle? Have you seen Shazam? Um, you can freely speak spoilers now. We did say spoiler warning, I think. We did, I we did. So. Well, we, yeah, we, we, we were all spoiling. That. But yeah, we want to know your thoughts as well. We've got a Facebook discussion group. We've got a Twitter. We've got a YouTube comment section as well, which will be below if you're watching this on YouTube. But yeah, let us know your thoughts on both of these. Very excited to see. And, uh, yeah, if you've got any Hellboy thoughts, you can drop them, but no spoilers. No spoilers. But we will be talking about that next week as well. River News is back. River News. And we also want to know how you think you would spell River News. (laughs) So, yeah, pop that in there as well. But, yeah, that is the news for this week. Now, guys, for the guys, girls, geeks of all kind, for the past couple of weeks, you know... The past ever. Ever. We've uh, we've had a nice little joke about pull or pass, and uh, I think that I have um, angered the higher powers of radio and podcasting beings because uh, I always joke that, you know, do the pull or pass theme live, and uh, due to technical difficulties this week, I'm genuinely going to have to do this... Uh, Live. I might add this to the YouTube as well. I mean, I do, do add it to the YouTube. To YouTube, but that was Poppins. Oh, definitely keep that in. It's the thought that counts. Definitely keep that in. Counts. Even if no one else is amused, I am. You're amused. You'll, um, you'll listen to it and <laughs> and click on it a thousand times. 1.3k times, 3K. like the Joker video. Yeah. Come on, let, let's talk about how so Paul or Pass works. So, this is Paul Pass. This is a section of the show where we take a look at typically free comics. Sometimes four. Sometimes more. Sometimes four. Like this week. And we say four. whether we would pull. Or pass on them. And basically, to describe the pull element of the um, section of the show, when you go into your local comic book store and you pick up a comic, let's say you pick up a Shazam book, Ugh. or you pick up a Chilling Adventures, you've seen them mm. and you're like, oh, I want to give them a go. Um, it could be a one, it could be a two, it could be whatever. You put it, uh, you pop it on the desk, um, you pay for it, and the clerk at the desk will ask you, hey, do you want to add this to your pull? And you say, yeah, sure. And basically, the, what that means is whenever... 
a Shazam or a Chilling Adventures of Sabrina book comes out, it could be a six, seven, one billion, they will keep it behind for you. So like a mini subscription sort of thing, but less stressful, less, we need your money every week, you need to come here every week on a Wednesday, when new comic books are, eh, eh? <laughs> to pick up your pull. And some people it's, do. They come and pick it do, all. Yeah. Every Wednesday, they come and pick up their pull. Some people, like me, they don't go in every week. It's payday. Or it's, I, or I, it's, I tend to go on payday. Or whenever you're strolling past. I've mm. been on both ends of that spectrum. I'll be honest. There's been days where I've been like, oh, well, I, I lived with someone who owned a comic book store, so I knew that it was in on Tuesday, and it'd be like, hey, do you want to give me like it? And sometimes they do like a, oh, here's a midnight release for your Spider-Man books. <laughs> and midnight they just bring, release. They just bring it back to the flat, and it was... You know, it was nice. But yes, yeah, so another cool thing you can do, which we found out the hard way, is you can, if you know something's coming out, you can ask a comic book retailer to add it to your pull. And sometimes that's really important because there's a lot of books out and not every comic book owner will bring get every book in. So if they know you're interested in that you want to add it to your pull, they'll bring it in. And also as well, if like a series isn't selling well, um, definitely put it on your pull because they will pull that away as well. That has happened before. I didn't pull something on my pull. So someone thought, uh, I can't book so thought, no one's buying this. So then they get rid of it. And then or, you don't get any in at all. No. And then you, oh, or, or someone steals your co- copy because, you know, you usually come in every Wednesday, but on this turn you go on a Friday and someone on Thursdays took your, your book and you're like, why? Why? Do they not know? If only there was something I could do. If only there was something like <laughs> a subscription service, which is less stressful. We have done a very long description of Pull yeah. or Pass today. Now let's talk about the, let's talk about the books. Yes. <laughs> the first book we're looking at is Major X by Marvel. Now this was out last week. Um, two of the books this week were out last week. Two of them were out this week. So we're sort of doing like a balance and stuff like that. Because um, last week was just crazy with the crazy. number of new books you know, but this week is a bit crazy yeah, as well so April, we're carrying stuff from this week April, onto next April week too. basically is a hotbed because it's sort of a lot of it is setting up the stories for the summer mm. um, May in turn uh, there's not that many new issues and there's not that many part ones so May's going to be interesting we've got something planned for that though but we'll let Are you we? know about that in May <laughs> by we he means he has yeah of course um, but yeah so we Looks at Major X by Marvel, and more importantly, by Rob Liefeld. This is Rob Liefeld's been known for um, creating some of the most most of the iconic characters in the nineties. He was a big part of Image as well. But for Marvel, um, most of you will know Deadpool. He also worked on Cable. He's also notoriously known for not being able to draw feet. I'm sorry. Yeah, can't draw feet. Can't draw feet. No, he's Can a he writer. He's, he's a writer, and oh, he loves to. eat well, he's all about the armor and all this, you know, things. There's a, there's a joke around um, comic book uh, readers and artists as well about the the typical Rob File Rob Liefeld um, character. He's got guns and whatever. Stanley did a cool thing with him where he um, he got Rob Liefeld. He got a load of comic book artists when they guest on his show to draw make up a character there and then. Right. He did one with Rob Liefeld and um, I knew it said Seth MacFarlane, not Todd MacFarlane. And he stand through a bit of shade towards the two, which was, it's kind of funny and it's definitely uh, worth checking out. It'll be it, like it's on YouTube and it's a nice little thing. But yeah, Major X, Rob Liefeld's new character. Um, I think potentially he said it's going to be his last or his last big hurrah, but... Who knows? What were your thoughts on the Major X book? 
new characters are always a problem, aren't they? <laughs> what? I mean, they can be. <laughs> a brand new character that isn't introduced through some other comic book. Yeah, like softly, a na- softly. Like a natural story. Or, yeah. yeah, I get you. Like that was just a funny. <laughs> they are, and the the front cover looked like something very cheesy out of the nineties. So I was on exactly. my guard. Yeah, I was definitely on my guard. And let's be honest, he looks like somebody went. Ooh, I like Judge Dread. I want me. I want my own Judge Dread. Yeah. And he looks awful. The the character the, the character. Design and concept and outfit is is Bobbins. It, it, he, he is a terrible Judge Dread. He's like <laughs> he's like if someone you, the, when Dennis the Menace was recreated in the mid nineties. Oh, and he got the black hair instead of the. And he had like a not he had like a shell suit and a new look, yeah. and it was universally panned, and they retracted it the very next yeah, set, yeah. the very next issue. It looks like someone's done a recre- done like a modernization of Judge Dredd. Dismal. And this comic book, from start to finish, ugh, it was just a shameless popular characters melee. Yeah, it yeah. was what I'll say dismal. Is, what I'll say is, it was Rob Liefeld to. To quote a modern term, a modern uh, millennial term that you might not know, it was Rob Liefeld flexing. Like, it, but... He was basically going, "Oh, here's Cable, I made him. Here's Deadpool, yeah, made him." And then yep. he merged them all together. And then obviously there's the, there's the whole twist that Major X is Cable's son, and the whole thing of Major X is he's a time traveller and he's sort of like, trying to work <laughs> do, out why he's there. Do you know what I thought when when e- each of these characters came in? It felt like so I was playing Street Fighter 2 and my mate kept doing Here Comes a New Challenger. <laughs> it, it was awful. It was like fighty fighty talk, fighty fighty, fighty talk, talk, fighty fighty talk, fighty fighty talk, rubbish twist at the end. And it wasn't even the Deadpool people like as well. It was a serious Deadpool because Rob Liefeld made the serious Deadpool, but the Deadpool most people know, the comedic person and stuff like that, was actually created by someone else. Like someone else took a different interpretation and did the thing. And I, that's the Deadpool we know, and now I can't, for the life of me, and I feel really bad, I can't remember which art, might, Daniel Way maybe might, um, might have been the right that introduced that and introduced the, he's got three different voices in his head, but yeah, Rob Liefeld brought the, um, main Deadpool, which, you know, is a credit, creating a character who becomes so iconic is a credit to him, but I, the Deadpool we know and like doesn't appear in this. And, I am trying to think. Of a comic book in the last 26 episodes that we have put on Paul or Pass that I disliked more than this. Is this the passiest pass? This... I, I forget what the pulliest pull was the other, the other week. Was it Daredevil? Daredevil was a heavy pull. And this is, but a, this is the passiest pass. The fact, the fact that Daredevil was released by Marvel this year, and it's a masterpiece... Compared to this, I'm not going to say it, but there's a word that describes fan service. That's what I'm going to go with. But there's another word I might use. It's shameful that Daredevil can be released and be so damn good compared to this drivel. Desperately disappointed. 
I wanted it to be good. Pass. Pass. Yeah, it's going to be a pass me. I kind of... Hmm. Pass and burn. <laughs> See what I did there? There's definitely... There's a uh, there's a How I Met Your Mother reference to chip in here. And if I'm very good with it, I might chip it in at this point. But I probably won't. No. And it's to do with the majors. Major X. Yep, Major X. And, uh, well, yeah... Ted and Robin... That is literally the only joy that we have got out of reading this comic book, is being able to reference How I Met Your Mother. And, yeah, that would probably be my review for it. (laughs) Robins. Yeah, the next book we're going to talk about, again, um, this is the second one that was released um, last week, is Section Zero by Image. What I really liked about this book was that we were in Australia. I got really buzzed. I, I, like... I've been mean. I really want to go to Australia. I'm currently saving money up, and um, this is a bit of a tangent tornado. Um, it, following this page, it's a peanut butter bar. One of the things I love is co- uh, if you know about me, I love comics. Spe- Do you? Especially Spider Man. Do you? <laughs> yeah. And I love me some peanut butter. Get a peanut butter in the comic, and I'm sorted. Um, but I'm <laughs> um, following wow. this peanut butter bar. That is in Australia, and I really want to visit there, and I really just want to visit Australia. So seeing that was like, oh, this is pretty cool, and it's a pretty cool sort of land to be in. And I liked the beginning that said, protect you from the things that don't exist. It reminded me very much of, like, a Men in Black sort of... And uh, a Hellboy kind of thing, in a way, because he sort of does that in a way. And and I liked that, but I liked that it was... It was a cool science fiction thing, and it's it. it you so know. you've gone for it. Reminds you of Men in Black. Yeah, I put down X Files and Warehouse Thirteen. That's a nice, yeah, nice touch. It is, is it like it's, it's one of them where you can say the premise has been done before, but I thought it was done quite nicely. It, yeah, it it didn't have much of an original idea, but it was done pretty well. I agree. I would agree with that. I like the setting. Of, I think it's the setting off setting off Australia as well, like because it's not just it's not just Australia, like oh Sydney Opera House and stuff like that. It's sort of like you know it's the what's it called? It's the outback in it, so it's where all the animals are, and it's sort of like less popularized by humans and more by animals. And these animals are getting attacked. It's like oh, what's happening here? And <clears throat> yeah, I sort of dug it in that in that way. Um, yeah, but what were your thoughts on the book anyway? That was my sort um, of like main sort of grabs at it it wasn't disappointing but it wasn't exceptional yeah i don't really know what i was expecting from it this was one that i put on because i thought it looked cool yeah but i i can't even really put my finger on it but it's not a pull don't know it was good but it wasn't quite good enough enough that's fair so, for me, I I reckon I'm going to put it on a pull. I'm also, I've mentioned, like, obviously I mentioned my love for Australia. I'm going to mention as well that another, another tangent tornado. been watching a lot of stuff on Netflix, whilst, um, obviously, me comic book stuff. But whilst I've been waiting for comic book stuff to drop and waiting for Sabrina to drop, there's been a lot of Australian TV, tele-programs on. And there's this one, it's called, like, Instant Hotel, where people, like, do the thing. So I'm very much in the... Uh, very much feeling the Australian vibe, so I, I think that is part of the reason why it's a pull, but also I do like the sort of thing of we're protecting you from the people that... What's that, the creature from the Black Lagoon? There was... There was... Was it the creature from the Black Lagoon? You know. Are they allowed to use the creature from the Black Lagoon, or was it just? did it just look it like the might, creature from the Black Lagoon? It might be one of them where it's in... 
the free reign, you know, like certain people. Oh, like, um, certain, co- out of copyright? Yeah, yeah, certain people, like it's free use, um, but you can't use, like, obviously you can't. If it is the creature from the Black Lagoon, I'm slightly more inclined to give it another cool. chance. Or if it's inspired by... Mm, yeah, that's what I was thinking, is it? It'd be interesting, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll keep on reading and I'll let you know. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. Like, it is, and then you're like, oh, well, now it's turned to a pull. Maybe. <laughs> now, we're going to turn to the books that came out this week. We've got two more. We've got Fairless by Boom Studios. Now, I got... <laughs> you got what? Wasn't it called Faithless? Faithless. Oh, that's autocorrect, that. Faithless. <laughs> you know what? That doesn't even make sense for... Because the main character's called Faith. I don't know why. I shouldn't have trust my phone. I was like, I'm sure it was called something else. Uh, yeah, we've got Faithless. I mean, we may have had um, whatever else I just said. By, but it wasn't by Boom Studios. And it wasn't a comic book no. that came out this week. Faithless came out this week. And this was one um, that I saw up. And I, I was like... I'm sure Mark mentioned this. And then I got it confused with a book we're talking about next week, which is Fair Lady. Yeah, yeah, Fair so Lady. I was like, oh, that's where my confusion is. Um, I also was like, we always, we talk about this more on trade-off, how we say I'm very family-friendly and all that, and sometimes you're, I say you're more adult, and I joke that, oh, I don't mean in a not-safe-for-work way, but it's also in a not-safe-for-work way. But we opened this book, and I was like, Oh, okay, and it's I've put in here. It wasn't subtle, was it? No, no, it's uh, I've put in here. My my big note is uh, nudes to noodles. <laughs> wow, <laughs> because yeah, there's a the beginning seems like her um, having a in a moment to herself. Let's just put it that way. Yes, and then um, later on, there's sort of like she meets this person. There's a development there. It's well established that she's a witch and stuff like that. It was very fitting that we read this after, you know... Sabrina. With, with Sabrina, because I was Yeah, yeah. It. it was pure chance. Well, I know, yeah. A totally, out, like, out of the, like, blue connection. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And it it managed to do... A, it was a good coupling, because I watched Sabrina and, and this, and I was like, it was a good pairing. And it is that thing of, like... Faith's whole thing is like built around a friendship. And in season one, that was the same thing with Sabrina. Mm. So I did like that. And obviously... Faith meets this other girl and stuff like that, and then they get back to her house, and yeah, from nudes to Enjoy each other's company. Yeah, until... It was incredibly explicit, both yeah. both violence and sexually. It was incredibly explicit. I should have known that from the The front couple. cover was so graphic. Because it was two... Yeah, it was the two uh, females and the blood in between. I was like, I should have uh, um, clocked on. It was it's it's great that the main character is LGBT, and it it was a compelling story. I did struggle a little with the modern what I what I've put in my notes as modern American bants. I struggled yeah. with that a little bit, yeah. but a hell of a comic book, good one, it an absolute hell of a comic book, and the twist at the end i was like oh my oh, oh what the oh <laughs> like ge- like genuinely shivers up the spine stuff and it is difficult to do that to this no, old no. cynic oh no i'm glad it's, it's isn't it mad that how we accidentally picked this up mm. and i'm probably gonna say i accidentally picked it up and now it's purposely on my pull well uh, yeah it's a pull for me as well similarly last week i picked up assassination and i i thought it was brand new it wasn't it was a couple of weeks old but it was it was on recommendation yeah. in the comic book store, so we put it on Paul or Pass. And again, 
we just stumbled with two weeks in a row we've stumbled yeah. upon two brilliant comic books and it just goes to show doesn't it sometimes if you see a book and it says one you're interested by it pick it up you never know give what stuff a go you never know what you're gonna do um i mean you could get horribly burned yeah if you bought major x sometimes yeah sometimes and i think that's what i like about the show is because for me previously when i'd go into a comic book store i would see a one or whatever but i wouldn't necessarily pick up an indie one just because I'd be unsure about how it's going to be, but I'm glad that this show sort of helped me go, yeah, any kind of book. I just like, I've realised, I just like comics, to be honest. Yeah, it doesn't have true. to be Marvel, DC, Archie. Sometimes, just like a bit of comics. And this is definitely not my typical comic book I would usually pick up, like no. I say, family-friendly <laughs> family friendly over here. Um, and it did. It fat. I think what helped me reading this was the fact that um, this is a bit of a foreshadowing for um, a trade-off coming up, is uh, a red sex criminals for trade-off. And then I was like, okay, this is a thing. And then it was going to be a sort of thing of, now in my head, because I've got reading sex criminals, um, because of reading sex criminals, I'm thinking, oh, is she going to have, like, powers from sex? Or is this going to be, like, a sort of thing, like, you know, sort that sort of vibe? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited for more of this, genuinely. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Now, the last book we're going to talk about is called Orphan Age by Aftershock. And this, I have to say, it's got a really cool concept. When you sent it over to... Um, when you sent me over, uh, like... You sent me over, like, a finger, and he was like, right, I want this book. And then I read the description, I was like, okay, this is cool, I definitely want to sort of... Because the thing is, with this is, because it was like... Aftershop's comics, it's not one of the big, you know, publishers. I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to see if I can try and find this. And I, like, you know... It's nice to get an in... Uh, like, a, I, I don't really think Image and Dark Horse are proper indies anymore. They're, no, no, they are They're too big. big. Yeah. And maybe even Boom is probably... Yeah, to a certain degree, yeah, yeah. Boom, correct me if I'm wrong, but Boom published Lock and Key, right? I think so, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, the people that published Lock and Key are not an indie anymore. Lock and Key are so... Oh, don't get me started on Lock and Key. And the thing is with Boom as well, they have all sort of like, they have Power Rangers and stuff like that. They have a lot of mm. IP stuff. they got WWE as well, like... Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is definitely like... But this feels like a proper indie. Indie, yeah, yeah. And the, it was a really cool concept, like, reading it, like, it was like 20 years, all adults have gone, and it's like, it was just children. And it was like, you got sort of like... I say Walking Dead, but you not like, oh, it was The Walking Dead, but you know how, like, they had... They were all a team together and they were all sort yep. of survivors and working together. I really enjoyed that and I really enjoyed the fact that they sort of like moved it. The, it wasn't straight after the disappearance. They sort of, they hinted at it earlier on. Um, and obviously because I read the description, I sort of knew it was happening. But it was this sort of thing of, hang on, someone's just disappeared. And then they explained it. I liked that. I also liked the fact that... Um, yeah, that they didn't just go straight from the disappearance. They went, okay, no, this has been an established world and, like, I've grown up with not having a parent or, like, having to, you know, being forced to grow grow up, really. Sort of like a weird... It's almost like I, Peter Pan, but not. I do feel a bit like a apocalyptic future where a certain demographic has been wiped out Yeah, is quite unoriginal and quite popular at the moment like why the last man does it and yeah. I, I can't even remember Another what it was called shadow for trade yeah but there's a couple of um telly shows where a whole demographic has been wiped out for whatever reason and i'm thinking 
the hundred, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't sure what we were going to get with with this book, and I certainly wasn't expecting evil Christians mm. because it's an American comic book. I was surprised by how demonised the church were 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 done in this. Yeah, because it's it's. Um, we talked about this in the news a couple of weeks ago about the second coming by DC and mm. their depiction of Christ got, you know, the book got cancelled because of that. So yeah. You know, they do have a strong, the Christians do have a strong presence and, you know, will bite back against comics. But I guess that helps being more of an indie sort of like you're free to express yourself a bit more. Mm. If that makes sense. It was pretty brutal. There was um, one of the characters that, it was, it was a bit Game of Thrones. One of the characters that yeah. you're expecting to be a permanent character forever was just Bonnie. murdered. Yeah. And that what, was nice. Well, not yeah. nice, but it was It was shocking. Kept it was off the gut. Yeah. Off the and I think, yeah, like I say, like, that Walking Dead sort of Game of Thrones sort of things, they, the way they kill off characters now, it does keep on your toes, and you've always got a sort of constantly changing main character. And I think that sort of effect... It's a great way of modern... It's modern storytelling now. Yeah, I think you're You right. think you've got your main character, but not. And, you know, sometimes shows or comics will be named after... Especially comics will be named after a certain character. Um, especially your main ones, like, you know, you, you read it for the main character. But these sort of indies do reflect on, like... No, the title just remi- is more about the story, and that's... You know, that could have many main characters. You may think you've got a main character for now, and then see you in a bit. See ya. But yeah, um, any final thoughts on um, Orphan Age? It was great. Mm-hmm. It was pleasant. Again, titles, yeah, it's it's a it's a pull yeah, for me. Definitely a pull for me. Um, yeah. Pretty pretty good uh, pretty good week for comics. And, uh, Except for Major X. Well, <laughs> major disappointment. Yeah, major disappointment. <laughs> There we go. Just so you know, we did salute. Because, <laughs> you know. You got it, aren't you? Yeah. Um, but we want to know your fellow geeky thoughts. What did you pick up this week um, on in your comic book store? Did you pick any of these books up? Were they a pass for you? Were they a pull? Do you want to pull any of these comics after hearing what we say about them? Maybe some, uh, you know, slip through your radar and you're like, hey, I want to check that out. Do our polls that on our Facebook group cool. and our Twitter. Yeah, we have polls, polls for all four there. comics. Exactly, definitely check them out. And if there's any comics that you think we've missed out that we would, that you think, hey, if you guys like this, try this out. If you've got any more, like, recommendations, like... Talk to us. Just, yeah, like that after... Chat. If there's more Aftershock comics, like, oh, if you like that, they do this, yeah. or whatever. But, yeah, Facebook discussion group, Twitter. They're bo- they both also have polls on there, but you can also just, just type in what you checked out this week. It'd be cool to know. And then YouTube comment section below as well. All breezy. But yeah, that's pull or pass for this week. It's trade. <laughs> you know what? Depending on how this gets edited, it's either just going to be like the good, the bad, or the ugly theme, and then I was going, it probably won't have that. We, we, we're doing the best we can, so we've at least we've at least got some content this yeah. week rather than oh, taking our ball home and having a grump. <laughs> exactly. And with that in mind, trade-off! It is trade-off. This is a section of the show where me and Mark... 
basically sort of like a book club, uh, give each other a, a trade. We do. We take turns each um, each week, and we did this basically because Mark and I have different tastes when it comes to comic books, or at least we did when we started the show. They're sort of melding into one in a, a way. Little. Sort of. We're being Not bit, completely. We're being a bit more. I think we're just a bit more open with the comics we take in, and it's it is that thing of like. You know, we're just like, oh well. If Mark recommend it, recommends it, he's been recommending good stuff, and this is this is more his sort of genre. Like Mark's into his um, sort of like sci-fi, his horror. Uh, I'm a big Freddy cat, so sometimes that's a bit difficult for me. And I'm very childlike. Mark's more adult um, in that way, so it is sort of nice that we are. It's a balance, isn't it? Really, yeah. Getting to. S- Fraser likes his superheroes, and yeah. there ain't nothing wrong with that. Exactly, we sort of get a nice little balance there, and um, yeah, get a read books that we might not necessarily would have done ourselves. Um, and this week, it was my turn to give Mark a book, and I gave Mark Death of Superman by DC. So, Death of Superman was nineties, and it was around the time I was reading comic books. Yeah. However, I just read Marvel. I never touched anything else at the time. So you didn't get the book and get the Superman armband and do that full jazz? No, but I did read The Death of Superman. Did you get get it? Because it was such an iconic thing, because it was the biggest thing in comics that year. Yeah. Maybe even that decade. I did read it at the time. And I remember, the only thing I remembered going back to it... Because this is 20 years old now, yeah. roughly. And um, going back to it, the only thing I remember was the... I thought it was the last panel. It wasn't. It was like this second or third to last where they both punched each other at the same time. Oh, yeah. And Dean's, yeah, it's pretty epic. Um, and I remember I remember that vividly and then them falling apart and the fight being over because they'd double... Well, not double knockout, double killed each other. Yeah, yeah. And, um... I didn't remember any of the rest of it, so... I knew... Funny enough, I knew what was coming. The fight with... Oh, yeah, well... (laughs) I knew what was coming. You'd hope, wouldn't you, with the the title like that? I knew what was coming, but, um... Yeah. And, well... Wasn't the Justice League weird? Well, this is the thing I wanted to talk about, because we said about the 90s, and, like, the 90s was a weird time because this is very much c almost d list listers on the justice league this was a time where they were trying to they were using the name of the justice league to put all the unsellables as a team and they're like marvel sort of did it with the avengers as well their team up books were just like oh throw them on there throw them but booster gold is on there so i was very happy about that but it was a pre thingy happening booster gold yeah he did yeah he didn't really uh and he didn't. He got a bit of a kick in, really, didn't he? He did get a kick in. He didn't get the biggest kick in, but, but it, during this time as well, from memory, I'm pretty sure Batman was missing, and people thought he was dead. Flash was nowhere to be seen. He was probably in a crisis somewhere. Like, Guy Gardner was an odd yeah, character. The, Guy Gardner was the Green Lantern at the time, so it, yeah, it was a very odd um, Justice League team. And then they kill Superman, who's sort of like. Felt like the foundation, the one holding it together. And it was bizarre. Bloodwind? I've yeah. never heard of Bloodwind. Oh, yeah. Probably, I looked him up and I was disappointed by the twist. Probably stuck it, stuck in the 90s there. The twist was dismal. Yeah. Um, it made no sense. And uh, 
The Wikipedia on Bloodwind. I wish I hadn't bothered. <laughs> um, and that's a shame, because my initial response was, I wonder what they did with this. And then when I read what they did with this, I was like, oh, that was rubbish. No, no, yeah, no. Um, Wasted. Very first three pages was punch, 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 with, with the claws coming out. and Yeah. It was super effective. It felt the really way, kind of... The way they set up Doomsday is incredible in this, because it's literally from the beginning, isn't it? and it, you just know, oh, this is trouble. It was... It was... It felt very... Like, almost cinematic. Like, yeah. It, it felt like a, a concept that shouldn't have worked on a comic book would have worked better in a film, but it did work really well. Isn't it ironic as well that this feels more cinematic and it works, it would work better as a film, but yet in the film that they adapt this sort of thing... Oh, don't talk about Batman that ver- In Batman vs Superman, it doesn't feel as cinematic as it does in the comic. That film was... Ru- oh, that that part of that film was rushed and yeah. desperately disappointing. Because it would have been perfect. So the way if they set it up... If they set up Doomsday like they did in this book and then... It- the death was. Uh, they did I've do said the this a du- hundred times before. That film should have been Batman versus Superman yeah. rather than Batman versus Superman with yeah. half an hour of with rushed Wonder Doomsday. Woman, then, yeah. Um, well, it was every cut, all of them tacked onto the end. Cause it Rubbish. Was like, it was Batman v Superman. It was also The Dark Knight Returns. It was also Death of Superman. It was also um, it was just Wonder Woman and like the. A Trinity film, and it was just too many films in one. To be frustrating, honest, frustrating. If I they'd have split mind. that into two, maybe three yeah. films, it would have been great. There was, there was a thing where they were going to do part one and part two with Batman vs Superman, and it would have been it would have been funny if it was like Batman vs Superman. Now Superman vs Batman changed it over, mm. or if it was called maybe Batman and Superman. Yeah, yeah, but it, they don't adjust because they did have that sort. The longest time it was Batman v Superman, and I was like, ooh, and then it was Batman v Superman, semicolon. But a comic justice. book this good deserved better than what Batman vs Superman yeah. did. And there is a, there's an animated film out about it, so that we could definitely check that out at some point, because that, that definitely fits. Why not? More. The animated ones of these well-known... The animated films of these well-known... Um, stories are great because it's literally ripped from the pages because you can do it yeah. it lends itself more to an adaptation I think uh, animation because you can just take it from panel to screen but yeah yeah um, sorry I'll let you carry on with your thoughts that well, that, that, that that was it with the with the, the first part but the um, the the brutality the with Beetle and the absolute mauling he took it was quite shocking was, actually it and was, when you think this, you know, this is comic books for kids, and a relatively popular character was absolutely ruined. Did he? Did he um, recover from that? See, there's a lot of stuff. There's a there's a lot of stuff with Blue Beetle and uh, Booster Girl. They've got a strong bromance going, and obviously it's it's sort of highlighted in this. He does sort of come back from it, but he didn't he didn't last too long. And it takes its toll on Booster, and Booster actually goes back in town to try and. Uh, saving and stuff like that, but yeah, there was a lot in here that the Justice League was just destroyed. But to be fair, it was a D-list, C-list Justice League. Mm. It would be interesting to see how a Batman and an and a Flash and Wonder Woman. Guy Garner was an alright Green Lantern, but like a Hal Jordan Green Lantern would have dealt with Doomsday because you know, I mean, Superman had got decimated by him, but you know, if he had a whole team with him, an A-list team, it might have been. 
a bit different. Mm. He maybe wouldn't have died, but... And, um... What I liked about it was... It was... It was like um, a constant fight and a constant journey, which could have been dull, could have been bland, could have been overdone, like over-egged. But my goodness, it was just so well done. It was work. It worked perfectly. In it as well, and like because you know, I think because they kept going to this fight, and obviously with the title, you know. Superman's dying so you were always on edge like oh is that going to be it is that the final blow is Doomsday going to take because if we, you don't know that Doomsday is going to die with Superman until the end like it's never sort of like it's not it's not death of Superman and Doomsday so you think mm. if Doomsday kills Superman what's next or yeah like yeah that. and it is that and it's the determinate... I think it's a great last sort of... If this was the last story of Superman and he did actually die, it would have been a great last story because it was that determination to actually yes. beat Doomsday. Which, and that's what the story was about. Yeah. It was about a good I'm, man's yeah. determination to... I'm willing to die to save yeah. the world. Like, And then the, the, last, the last comic, the last episode, every... Single page was a full page yeah, spread. Was an epic one, and what a concept! As as part of a graphic novel, it worked wonderfully. But I just imagine picking up that Come. one last that one comic book. You open it up, and it is just these huge concept art with just. The, the very last part of this Almost longer like story, in it, like you know, art yeah, of the movie or something like that. It it was hugely impactful, and Gorgeous. I was like, "Oh wow!" And yeah, you're right. The art was great, and it was '90s, and the art wasn't all that great in the '90s normally. But it was, it was, yeah, that was it was it was great. One thing that I wanted to ask you. Jimmy Olsen taking photos at the end. That's his mate. And is it felt a little bit callous bit to off, me. I mean, it is his was job it, as well. Was it, it supposed it? to be callous? Was it supposed to be... You'd have thought he'd have had a cry rather than Take tried to make some money out of it. I guess it's sort of... He's less like Peter Parker where he's like, you know, working on, um, like, I've got to take the... Like, I'm taking these photos to get cash. It is more like the day. The, one of the heads at the Daily Bugle probably would have told him to like, no, this is your job. Take a photo. He's not freelance. He's not freelance. He's you know employed to take photos. So mm. I guess it's, it is one of them. But yeah, you would think you take a moment. But it might have been another one of them where he might have had to keep face because he would know Clark Kent and people would the. Uh, um, mm, it might, just it just it. it just rang. I do get that. Yeah. It, it, it felt wrong. And it, yeah, it felt wrong. I get that. No, I get that. Not like, so wrong that it ruined it, but not, I, the not fact wrong, that I spotted it I think soured not, it a little bit. Maybe not wrong from a story point of view, but wrong from a character point of yeah. view. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. Maybe. And it could have been a sinister thing for the character, but um, surprisingly, I didn't keep reading in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I was alive. Oh, if I was alive, I wasn't, I wasn't able to read. No, that's I've true. only recently been able to read those, so that's not really yeah, right. that's not <laughs> true. Um but what did you think of like there was a little like family one the you know the the family side story? Um the family side story. 
Uh, if it was literally, it was nothing. It was probably like a hit and miss, but it was like they were uh, travelling away. Oh, I see. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was... That, it wasn't something that stuck out to me as important. It wasn't something that... Oh, no, no. ...stuck out to me as something to take home about it. The... It just sort of... I think it showed the impact of the superheroes with the... Yeah. ...with the regs, which is... Which was nice. I sort of liked, and it was something they did nice in Justice League as well, mm. uh, the film, so it just... Just something nice to thought. I thought it was a nice little side, but there's a big thing in there. There's a Spider-Man book, and it's known as Move the Car, George, and they take it aside, like a sort of tangent away from the Spider-Man story and focus on this two old couple, one of them called George and Moving the Car. And it was... <laughs> Brilliant. It just reminded me of that, and it was... I, I, I thought it was... It was nice, because we did have those action beats, and then it was... And- I felt like... More of the world impact. For this book, I felt like it was something that I experienced as a kid. And I I feel like I enjoyed it. But I was worried that... um, Like anything that I read from the 90s, particularly something that I remember as enjoying, I'm always concerned about... Oh, in retrospect. Well, the, yeah, the th- well, I call it the Thundercats effect because I rewatched Thundercats yeah. when I was in my mid thirties, having adored it as a kid. It's rubbish. Yeah, it's desperately disappointing. It's to, it does not hold up whatsoever. It's sometimes hard to accept that or take away your nostalgia. And glasses. that's the thing. And I was concerned that Death of Superman might have the Thundercats effect and might yeah. be a bit nineties cheese, and it wasn't. I think that's why it's one of the stories that stuck around and sort of stayed in the, you know, stayed in the pop culture reigns and why it's been adapted in films, animated and um, major releases. Major releases. Uh, (laughs) Can't stop it now. No. Uh, But, yeah, I think that's why it stuck around. Like, there are are stories from the 90s that maybe, again, you might have nostalgia for, but probably won't. Thunderstrike. Yeah. The Clone Saga. <laughs> Do you know? I remember enjoying the Clone Saga. Really? Is it not? Is it not regarded it is as, not. as? You know what? We might have to. Put, we could put that on. Trade the Jackal. Off. We could do it. Yeah, we could. Scarlet do Spider. We could and do all that. He's got a recent series. He's got a series as well. Wow. I don't know. I stopped putting it on my pulse. So probably Ben Riley. I started reading it. Yeah. And Kane as well. But yeah. yeah. What beautiful! Imagine reading this Justice League in the nineties. You'd be a bit disappointed, wouldn't you? Mm. <laughs> Especially after, do you remember, we did... Oh, it's almost a shame that it was the NAF Justice League yeah. for such an important for story. Because it is that thing of, like, people... Because people... It's that thing of the stories where people are like, oh, you have to read this, or you, if you want to get into comics, this is a great story to rock, um, to read or whatever. And this one, it seems like people do suggest it. And you go, wait, that's the Justice League team? And there's characters that, like... I know none of these characters. Mm. Where's Batman? Where's Fingy? And it's so it is weird that, and it's sort of it's almost tied to the nineties now. I think because of that. Yep, I'd agree with that. But also, Booster Gold's awesome. And if you if you if you read Death of Superman and go, who's that blonde weirdo? Definitely be on the lookout for Booster Gold. Great series. You never heard of? You say, oh, he's so good. We need to put Booster Gold on trade off. I think that needs. Yeah, to be. you can stick that on trade off. Do a whole a whole load of Booster Gold. I'm just gonna boost the golden spider and just like you know what I'm just gonna go into the into the, <laughs> into the stereotype that people think I have. Well, that is yeah, that anyway. is me. 
This is me. But yeah, that was. Oh, sorry. Any final thoughts before we? Um, no, just think about think of the fellow geeks. No, just pleased that it was good because <laughs> I, I kind of felt like it needed to be. Yeah. For your sanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just thought, oh, was there anything good from the 90s? <laughs> I'd like to hope I was something good for, that came out of the 90s, but I doubt myself sometimes. <laughs> but we want to know your... Fe- on that dark note, we want to know your fellow geeky thoughts. If you have checked out this um, book before, if you've seen the Justice League film and want to check this out, definitely check it out. It's much better on comic than thing. If you've seen the animated film definitely lives up read read the book as well behind it and we want to know your thoughts on it um and if you've not maybe if you maybe if you've not checked it out yet did our thoughts help you guide you to yeah want to read it we've got a facebook discussion group we've got a twitter and on youtube we've got a comment section below the vid so yeah that's trade off for this week now uh listeners out there Fellow geeks, I'm going to put out uh, two potential options for you to uh, why the theme may not be here. Option A is because of the technical difficulties we mentioned earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Option B is Netflix found out we use their bottom and uh, said, don't do that anymore. It's the first one. It's definitely the first one. So, bottom binge it. <laughs> or bin it. You know what? I always went on it. Like, the first time we did that, it, it worked out so smoothly. I was like, oh, no, I'll do it live every time. Regret is all that I can say. This week on Binge It or Bin It, we are doing Fraser's Choice. We've already done the one that we hadn't seen. And this week we're doing the one that Fraser had, had seen. seen and oh, in the okay. future, we'll be doing one that I'd seen. And it was one of them where, like, we've talked about it a lot on the show... Mark had given up on the Flaroverse. Uh, on the what now? It's the, most people Flaroverse. Call it, most people call it the Arrowverse because it started with Arrow. I like the Flaroverse because it's got flashing. Yeah. Or the yeah, legend, I, I, I legend, got, I got Legends of the Flaroverse because then you include that. But then every time something new comes, you have to super super Flaroverse or whatever. Um, but Mark, yeah, you gave up on it with Arrow like because to be fair I'm a bit of it this as well I'm a bit of a completionist and you are yourself you yeah, like to watch I, I, I can't stuff like that. yeah I do and I was just like mate give it up just watch the flash just, oh, one day one day and then we came up with the concept of binge it or bin it which is very similar to our pull or passes we'll watch the first episode or something decide whether we want to binge it yeah, or it's, bin it's like pull or pass for yeah, telly exactly and um, yes yeah, so I was like mate we're going to watch the flash for binge it or bin it and you're like Fine. Yeah, all right. And, um, yeah, so what were your thoughts on... Because, for me, the first two seasons of The Flash of the best. It sort of slips down from there. But that's just the Flaroverse. A lot of them <laughs> have great first seasons and dip down. Apart from Legends of Tomorrow, that just keeps getting better because it just embraces the silliness. But, yeah. And also, this pilot was very well considered. So I was, I was confident with this. And that's the thing. Arrow started well and went to pot. So... I guess, I don't know, I guess maybe I was expecting it to be quite good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was a, it was genuinely perfectly watchable. Oh, decent. It was helped by the very attractive cast. Oh, my goodness, every time you meet... It was definitely met, helped by the attractive cast. Every time we met a cast. new character, it's like, Mark's oh. like, they're hot. Oh, and then hello. We'd make a note. Would make a note, and then he went. He went at a certain point. He just went. I'm just going to put the whole cast because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a fair thing. And it's you know, 
Particularly it's, Barry Allen and Harrison Wells. It's sort of... Uh, it's hello. So, you know what you'll love even more? Follow that. Oh, you don't have Instagram. They do a lot together. Um, oh, what's it? Tom and Grant. They'll do a lot. No, not Tom and Grant. Oh, what's the guy's name? Something in Grant. Anyway, Grant Gustin's plays The Flash. They've done, like, a mini film together and stuff like that. They're always hanging out. They're like, oh, practically besties on um, Instagram. I'm okay. sure you'll appreciate that. Well, they're both very pretty. But it's sort of to do with... It also... The CW... It's to do with the network they're on. The CW always hires attractive people to play their cast. And also people who can sing, which is very bizarre. Um, Not wrong with that. Grant Gustin Bit came, of eye candy. Grant Gustin ca- came from Glee. Um, that's what he was most known for beforehand. Ooh. But now he's now he's the Flash. Uh, another interesting thing is you're not the only one who has a crush on Grant Gustin because Stewie Griffin from Family Guy does. Oh, that was the biggest thing because there's always that thing about him with his sexuality and he goes, oh, I'm not da-da-da, but I do have a um, crush on Grant Gustin. He's the one who plays the Flesh on... Uh, wow, you, you watched Family Guy after Series 4. Good grief. Oh, oh, come on. Anyway. But, yeah. So, aside from the attractive cast... I really liked the Sherlock thing, the Sherlock-style thing, and you, you said that what? it disappears. It was, this was interesting, going back to watching, going back and watching this, because obviously they were trying stuff out to sort of show his um, superpowers, and it is really cool, they do that Sherlock thing, I was like, oh, I forgot about that, and I really miss that, because now, it just highlighted how downhill the show had gone. If you're enjoying The Flash right now, is season five... Don't go back to watch season one. It'll just make you realise, oh no, what's happened? Because now it's just the team talking and stuff like that, and mm. it's not really that great anymore, and Iris is kind of annoying. And she's all right in this, she's interested in this, because she's that, you know, the girl the guy wants and stuff like that. Barry does sometimes come off as the gay best friend, but it's clear that he does um, he does like Iris and stuff like that. And their whole thing's kind of weird with the brother and sister dynamic, but can sort of see past it um, until she just starts getting a bit annoying. But yeah, that Sherlock thing was very cool. So it yeah, highlights the detective, his forensic scientist, and yeah, I was like, oh, I missed that. The, the, the main character is fundamentally likeable. I've written down adorkable as yes. uh, a way to describe him. And that, that's very much my type. Um, so, yeah, the, the, there's not absolutely nothing wrong with a fundamentally likeable main protagonist. Mm. And um, he's just lovely. I likes him. I just had to double check because I was very, I was like, I'm sure it's Tom and Grant. It is Tom. It's Tom Cavanagh. I was getting confused because Tom Felton appears in it later on in the series. The guy plays. Um, Oh, uh, Malfoy in Harry oh, okay. So I was like, oh, wait, am I confusing my Toms? But no, there was two Toms. Tom Tom. Two Toms. But yeah, Tom and Grant is the uh, thing I definitely recommend you check out if you enjoyed. Mm. But yeah, as you were, as you were, Karen. And, you know, in some modern TV shows, it's quite clear that the budget means the effects aren't as good as perhaps we might like. Yes. That's not the case with this. They clearly invested some money in it because the effects were great. Yeah, like, yeah. noticeably great for a TV product. And it's good as well in season one because they see, you see all the bizarre villains. They go all in on it and, like, obviously they go in it on the running. But you get to see, like, Grodd. You get to see Mega Shark, Killer Shark. Or, you know, a big-ass a big shark, which is very cool. And 
all the powers they have, like with the weather wizard in this one and the Captain Cold and all them, they do care about the special effects because that's what it it is. It's they put the budget towards it because that's what you want from a superhero film, and it you don't really want you know something someone could have done on a green screen. <laughs> mm. And then. The theme tune. I finally got the theme tune yes, conceptualised. Yes, because it's our theme tune. <laughs> yeah, sort of is. Uh, oh. Copyright strikes are your friend. My name. My name is. <laughs> right. Well, before we carry on talking about the Flash, having listened to that to our theme oh. tune a hundred times, we are the opposite of. We're who... false advertising. Yeah, you're. You, you're like. My name is Fraser Summers. And I'm like, my name is Mark. Do you want to know why we're like that? Because you were, for the longest time, it was just me on it. Because I think it was like, I was bringing Geek of the Week back. And you were a bit umming and ahhing whether you are going to be yeah. a co-host. Hey, but look how it turned out. Oh, yeah. And I was like, so we recorded this new intro. And Mark, for being a professional talker... Kept blubbering his lines, then we'd be I did like, it like oh, three times too. max. No, and then we'd be like, oh, that was a bit too low, that or something. Or we'd just so by the time we did take a while to record by it. By the time I was there, I was just like, oh my name is. But you, you, you come across as really kind of like grump, and I, I come across as super I enthusiastic. Like to, I like to think and, chilled, and for, no grump, <laughs> and perhaps. Perhaps it is slightly false advertising. This is a massive tangent tornado. Yeah. But it is slightly false advertising. Cause, kind of. Cause so a tangent tornado, weather wizard. Uh, I, I'm, I'm the grump, and you're the giddy child, um, but we both come across as the exact <laughs> opposite. Let's pretend we did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, we d- didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> but yeah, it's one, one thing that I've... Since we've done this show, we've watched a lot more stuff together than we ever have done before. And part of... good stuff as well. Yeah, not necessarily good stuff, no. We, we, you know, we've done, like, YouTube videos in the past where we, where we deliberately went out of our way to watch naff stuff. Yeah. And um, the thing about watching good stuff is I enjoy watching it with you and your utter glee... At this bloody thing, where you just <laughs> you just with run Barry run, it was like you you were virtually oh, dancing in response goodness. to I love it. it. Oh, and it's, it's, it just gets better and better when people. And you're like, you are one of my favourite people in all the world, and to see your deep love of something that well isn't rubbish, it's just beautiful. It's 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 nice to see. I like to see you happy, Fraser. Run, Barry. And you, you, you loved it. You, you definitely loved it. It's almost as nice to see you happy as it is to, watch to see you scared. Because that is just funny. That's what we had last time with Outcast. Oh, you were, <laughs> you, that, you were also... And what we're probably going to see... Well, it's probably what you see with Blade as well. Well, no spoilers about Blade. That's the next uh, binge of it. We're all about that foreshadowing. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a binge for me. And now, I'm actually a little bit surprised about that. To clarify as well, because sometimes... So when we say binge, sometimes we might say, oh, we're going to binge first season, or we might do, we'll binge everything, because there's five seasons now. I, I don't ever I just binge a season. I recommend binge one and two. Uh, but you see, I don't just do that. If there are more episodes, I will consume You know what's hilarious them. about this? Um, so my flatmate Jacob, former... Uh, 
co-host of this show, he got me on The Flash. And season three was just coming out. And his then-girlfriend, um, Jacob, was like, no, Fraser's really close to catching up with us. So we're going to wait until... For, like They had been waiting months for season three. And season two leaves on a cliffhanger. So I binged it all in like a couple of weeks and stuff like that. So I just had this straight road onto season three, which again starts with this big plot twist. And you're like, oh, this is epic. And um, yeah, Jacob's at that time girlfriend was not happy that we had to wait for me. (laughs) But then we got to watch two episodes and I was like... Then they broke up, so it can't can't matter too much. One of the things that was really harsh for me was... Binging such two great seasons and then having to wait week by week for seasons that weren't as I just don't. So maybe so maybe I just don't watch stuff on a week to week basis, with the exception of Game of Thrones, yeah. which is coming back soon. It might be, be it might be better for you to, if you, season three and season four might be better binged, maybe, because there are some episodes that just drag. But yeah. This also, um I'd be interested to see your reaction to the end of season one because I cried like a baby. Oh my goodness, the emotions! And you know what? We're going Totes to emotion. we'll probably binge this together and we'll record both our reactions because despite me seeing this so many times, and I deliberately watch the episode sometimes just to get my emotions back, just to get you know just to get a good cry on. Because are you going to be totes emotion? Sometimes you just need to cry. Are we oh, going to be I'll crying on each other's shoulders? I'll, yeah. If you're not crying. I feel like you've, you wouldn't have been invested in the season, and mm. I feel like I would have failed. <laughs> I, I make no promises. I would have failed this city. I would have failed this show. There you go. Nice. Well, little I, nice little arrow reference there. Well, I, I, I didn't think I cried at stuff anymore until we watched Bohemian Rhapsody. So who knows? Exactly. Who knows? But yeah, that's um, that's our thoughts on it. If you've checked out The Flash, what are your thoughts on if it? If you haven't, watched the first episode and join in the combo. Join in the binge. You can, we can binge all together. Mm. It'd be very nice. But yeah, definitely um, what, Mark, what Mark just said. Fantastic. But yeah, I also want to know if you ever stopped, if you stopped watching The Flash, when you stopped. Uh, <laughs> for me, it was season five. Um, Jacob was all about watching stuff illegally and managed to find the right links um i'm trying to be more legal now i don't do that and trying to legally watch the flash is hard very hard it's on like sky and you know is it not on now i'm poor is it not on now tv it'll be on now tv yeah but by like some delays and stuff like that and again like mm. i say i'm not a rich man mm. not at all i say rich man rich boy but yeah we want to know your thoughts. Again, bit of a tangent there. Um, Facebook discussion group, Twitter, YouTube comment section below. What did you think of The Flash? And yeah, like we uh, alluded to before, the next time we do Binge It or Bin It, we're going to be checking out Blade. Yes, there is a Blade TV series. Mark made me aware of this. It's from the night. No, no noughties. It's from the noughties, starring Sticky Fingers. Yeah, not um, Wesley Snipes. No. No. Sticky. Replaced. Sticky. Replaced. Where's key fingers? But yeah, that's it, guys. That's, uh, that's been the show. Up, it? As well, that is the show. Thank you for sticking with us. We know we've had the technical difficulties. We're very much. We also may sound a bit done in. A bit frustrated, but you know these things bit, can't be helped, and we still got summit together. Yeah, in the end. and we're just we're happy. 
we're, we we like we say we're committed to this show. We we really do love this show. And we it, did talk about sacking it off, and neither of us wanted to no, do that. So it was, it was like the furthest we came up with like twenty different options. <sighs> None of them were really that good. weren't that, but all of them, despite how absurd or terrible they were in like in preparation or like in doing so, were still more than sacking it off. We were like no, we we just because. We don't care. Like we ju- we talked about the Joker thing about getting so many views, and it's great. It's encouraging to see. But we don't care, even if it's just, even if we're just doing this for one listener. We care about that listener. Do you know what I mean? It's and it would have been against how we feel about the show to just miss a week. Yeah. We've always found a way to record the show, and, and <laughs> behind the scenes, there's up. been some weird ways we've recorded this show. Getting ridiculously early, doing bizarre... Yeah, we've just done some bizarre stuff. We've, we've never done a live show. No. Maybe we should do a live yeah. show sometime. Yeah. Couldn't do a live show this week, because I'm working. I'm going back to Prague. Not Prague. You, I'm going back to uh, Croatia. Yeah, so when you listen to this, he's in Croatia, and I'm in a library. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there you I think go. it's a bit. Uh, we <laughs> no, we're in a secret cave. In a <laughs> we're in a geek cave. <laughs> that just sounds. Kinky. We should we should make a geek cave at some point. No, no, you know, like Batman's cave or Arrow's cave. If I had that amount of money, I'd buy a house. When I say geek cave, I mean it could just be like a spare room that we t- make look cool. You know, like someone makes a man cave. I've already got one of those in my geek house. Cave. Geek cave. Anyway. Thank you for listening to Geek of the Week. We've had a... F- oh. Well, we have had a fab <laughs> We've time. We've had a fab time, yeah. <laughs> We've had not, a long day not, trying to get not, this sorted, but we have had a fab time and we hope fab you... studios, yeah. We hope you have too. See you next week. Great, Scott. It's been nearly an hour, probably more. Why do they still use this soundbite? It's way more than an hour. Rest assured, I was... <laughs> On the internet, by discuss throughout the world. Goodbye. Thank you to this movie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.